Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, January 9th, 2020. Um, an interesting, odd little story. Uh, I want to remind everybody before we get into it, there is no vid chat tomorrow. There will be a vid chat starting uh, the year next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. Um, and then there there will be one two weeks after that. So we're getting back to our old two-week schedule. The reason for the long delay is tomorrow I have a birthday. So I didn't want to schedule a vid chat on the birthday because I thought, well, maybe I'll be doing something. And then, of course, the weather reports say that it's going to be really yucky <laughs> this weekend. So it doesn't look like I'll be doing anything, but it's too late to change the vid chat schedule. Anyway. There's an odd little story that came out during all of this USA versus Iran kerfuffle. And it it's, I think, a huge and significant story. And as usual, I'm walking right off to the end of the twig of high-octane speculation and leaping off of it because I have absolutely no evidence for the speculation I'm going to be offering you but I'm going to be putting it out there because I have had a suspicion for a long, long time. And we'll find out what that suspicion is in just a moment. Now, the other thing I want you to remember is that the context of the article and my remarks, as well as for most of the geopolitics going on in the Middle East, is the Silk Road project. Okay, that's that's the issue. Not just oil, not just resources, you know, not just Sunnis versus Shias, you know, all the stuff that we've been uh, talking about and, and that the media has been pushing, but the real thing is the Silk Road project. So there's a little article that I saw over at Zero Hedge that appeared right in the middle of all of this, and it dropped right off the radar, okay? And I think it's a huge story, and it's so short that I can virtually read the whole thing to you. I'm not going to do that. I just want to concentrate on the opening paragraphs and um, a, a couple of closing paragraphs, and you'll get the idea, and then I want to share what my speculation is because, again, it's off of the end of the twig. I have no evidence. It's just an intuition and a speculation. So here we go. This article was published, incidentally, uh, just two days ago on Zero Hedge. The title of the article, listen carefully, Russia proposes to secure Iraqi airspace with the S-400 air defense system. And here we go. Quote, the Ministry of Defense of the Russian Federation has offered Iraq Tuesday the option to purchase the world's most advanced missile defense system to protect its airspace, reported RA, pardon me, RIA Novosti. According to the report, the Iraqi armed forces could purchase the Russian S-400 Triumph air defense system which RIA points out can, quote, ensure the country's sovereignty and reliable airspace protection, unquote. 
and continuing, quote, Iraq is a partner of Russia in the field of military technical cooperation, and the Russian Federation can supply the necessary funds to ensure the sovereignty of the country and reliable protection of airspace, including the supply of S-400 missiles and other components of the air defense system, such as the BUK-M3, that's the missile, the TOR-M2, and so on, unquote, said Igor Korachenko, the Russian Defense Ministry's public council member. For the last several months, Iraq has considered purchasing Russian air defense and missile systems, including the S-400. However, it has been met with fierce opposition pressure from, guess who, the USA. <coughs> now I'm skipping a few paragraphs here, just, just a very few paragraphs toward the end of this article. This article is actually very short. A recent U.S. intelligence assessment indicated that at least 13 countries had expressed interest in purchasing the S-400s. Listen to who they are. Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Algeria, Morocco, Egypt, Vietnam, and Iraq have all been in discussions with Russia to purchase the missile defense system in the last several quarters. In other words, predominantly Middle Eastern countries. Isn't that interesting? The S-400s can strike stealth bombers, aircraft, cruise missiles, precision-guided projectiles, and ballistic missiles, and some military experts have even said the Russian missile defense system is far superior than the U.S.'s MIM-104 Patriot system. And that's the article, okay? Now, here's my suspicion. You'll notice in the article they're giving you the impression that the Russians are doing this partly in order to pry Iraq from underneath the American thumb. Now, so long as Iran's influence is heavy inside Iraq, I don't think that they'll be able to pry themselves loose. They might be able to purchase the air defense system, but I don't think that they'll be able to, uh, to, to pry themselves loose. Now, notice something else, that the countries in that region of the world are very interested in the Russian system. Now, I've said before that the problem with the Silk Road project, this idea of knitting together that vast Eurasian landmass with networks of roads and, more importantly, railroads, high-speed railroads. The problem is, from a military point of view, it's very, very easy to interdict rail lines because, after all, everybody knows where they are, and with precision-guided weapons, you can take out rail lines. In other words, you can sever those uh, lines of communication and infrastructure fairly easily. The, re, the, the thing that is needed, therefore, is something to defend against the ability to interdict those rail lines. Now, the Russians certainly have it, but few other nations in that region of the world do. So if you are planning to participate in the Silk Road, it looks to me like this article is telling you that one of the things that you have to sign off on 
is buying the air defense systems that will allow you to defend against the interdiction of any rail lines that they're planning to run through your country. Okay, that's, I think, the deep story that's hidden in this article. Now, while we're walking off the end of the twig here, I have another suspicion that I have, <coughs> pardon me, that I've been entertaining for quite some time now. And that is, how, how do you build out the southern route of the Silk Road through Iran, through Iraq, through Turkey, and on into Europe? Let's remember, there are three essential routes that they've been talking about in the Silk Road project, the northern or Arctic route, the middle route, which essentially runs mostly through Russia, the Trans-Siberian Railroad, then there's kind of a southern middle route through Western China, Central Asia, and so on, and again, through Russia. And then there's the southern route, India, Pakistan, Iran, and so on. Now, the problem with the southern route is obviously you have a lot of kooky regimes in the area, not the least of which is in Tehran. I'm not saying anything about the one in Washington, by the way. That's not my point here. So from the standpoint of the development of the Silk Road Project in the southern route, they have a problem. And the problem is the instability in the region. And most of that instability, like it or not, seems to be coming from Iran. So if you're China and Russia, what do you do? Well, ultimately, you either have to exert pressure on them to change their game, or you, you begin to pull away from them. And I strongly suspect that this sale to Iraq is about a lot more than Russia simply helping Iraq pull away from the United States. This may be the beginning of something that I've been predicting for quite a few years now, that in that kind of situation, you either have to figure out how to handle Iran or dump Iran and cut them out of the deal completely. Now, so far they're in the deal because we've seen uh, already uh, railroad trains have already run from China through Iran and on up into Russia and all the way over to London. So in other words, that route, insofar as part of it running through Iran, the southern route, and then going back up and hitting the southern middle route, that route is already there. It's already been completed, and they've already run trains on it. But I strongly suspect that there may be more in the cards with this sale, that this may, this may presage an attempt by Russia to exert some pressure on Iran by saying, hey, look, if you guys can't clean up your order, we're going to go with these guys. Uh, I strongly suspect that that's an element in play here. And, and I don't think you're going to hear uh, anybody on the Western media taking that uh, position because there is, as I admit, there is no evidence for this as yet. It's a suspicion. It's an intuition I've had for a long time. But anyway, uh, this is a development that I think is worth watching. Um, if they're going to, if they're going to be able to have their Silk Road, they've got to be able to defend themselves against interdiction. And one way to do it is to invite the countries that are participant in the Silk Road project to buy some of the air defense systems that Russia has available. So I think that's all part of the deal. It's going to be interesting to see if it pans out if you watch the rest of the countries in that region. 
Uh, yeah, democracy. Someone says in the chat room, democracy from 30,000 feet. Yep, <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, anyway, don't forget, tomorrow we do not have a vid chat. The vid chat start up a week from tomorrow on January 17th, but I'm already getting questions, guys. So if you have your questions and comments, get them in. It may. It's looking like it's going to be one of those vid chats where I'm going to have to start earlier than the scheduled time just to be able to get through it all. Anyway, that's the suspicion, the high-octane speculation for today, guys. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.